Fade in. Exterior, a redwood forest. Twilight. Full moon rising between trees. Green city limit sign next to dark highway. Dissolve to. Sign. White block letters. Arcadia, California. Population 16,180. Freeze frame. Superimpose. Episode 35. Cut. Linden is your dad? That's one way you could say it. Mom's brother Linden. Dead Linden? The same. Wait. How old are you? I already told you that. Of course you did. But really, how old are you? Where are you going? Um, are you looking for something? Thing, things. Some things. What? Uh, so... If you're... These houses are all so full of things. You all have so many objects. Does it make you less lonely to be surrounded by them? Does it make up for the fact that none of you can hear? What do you mean that we can't hear? I knew most of you couldn't, because I can't. Hear. Or not the way someone properly born can. But I thought you at least, or, or the sister, since she'd been marked as theirs, but she can't. Or you, either. So does it help? Filling your empty spaces with wood and cloth and stone. That really isn't... I guess I never really thought about it. So... Who... If it's okay to ask... What's your mom like? I mean, I assume you've got a mom. Or... Something? A mom equivalent? A... Gestational... God, this question is going to just keep sounding worse the more I try to make it sound better. So, um, I guess just your mom. Or whatever. Why haven't you claimed the words from the children's bargain? I know you like words. Anyone watching would. And you've saved some of them. Though, only the ones mixed with your own. Is there something wrong with them? I thought it might be that they'd been made real in some other way, uh, on paper, in a book. But they're all the same as these. What? The words, found and kept for you, thing, things, some things you don't know, should know, would want to know, made real and kept real, like yours are. You only keep yours. As I've seen, only here, yours. Or the place is yours and they come together. Why? I have no idea what you're talking about. <sighs> hey, where... He walked off. He keeps walking off. Okay, fine. Hey, you can't go out. There. Fuck. What are you... These words. Are those... Tapes? Wait, where did you... How did you get in there? How did you know it was there? I didn't put them... How did you know that was there? Behind the plaque? I had no idea it was there until... 
until they showed me. But how did you get the key? I took it off your dresser. What? That is not... What are those, though? Words. Like I said before. I didn't record them. Yes, I know. But why haven't you listened to them? Because I didn't know they existed. Does the children's bargain leave words for you elsewhere? Somewhere it didn't before? That would explain why you haven't claimed these. If it has made a space for you elsewhere, though I'd imagine these would have gone there if you did, so... I have no idea what you are talking about. Oh. Well. You have missed a great deal that's going on around you. I know! It's what I've been saying this whole time! Then I suppose I'll just have to show you. Here, give me that. He wouldn't let me record him or take notes, which makes sense given what he told me about writing things down or recording them or whatever, but it's still really annoying and I need to get as much detail on tape now as I can so I have it to reference. Especially because I know it's going to stay here. Okay, so I have really just not actually thought about how... I guess how many bargains there are in Arcadia and how many of them apply to me even if I don't know about them. I just... I guess I figured I'd be aware of it or something if there was a thing affecting what I did and how I did it. I mean, I could with the eclipse seals and with the whole being touched thing, though I don't actually think that's a bargain. I'm not sure. I should probably find out. There's this thing. Thomas called it the children's bargain. He said that before, but I figured he just meant the whole borrowing children thing, because that seems like a reasonable thing to call it, so I didn't ask him, really, but it's not. It's this whole other thing. See, it was made by children, or actually probably teenagers, but it's old, so maybe they were thought of as kids more back then. Though that doesn't really seem right either. Anyway, the kids who were going to be borrowed from the Falconer family, they made this deal, and I guess it applies to every kid who was going to be borrowed, which includes me. This has got to be why Holly Newlinden's journal would be here. She kept saying they couldn't throw it out, not that they wouldn't, so she has to know about this. I think. But I mean, why didn't she look in the hiding place where she found her journal? Well, Thomas made it sound like that was one of the standard places that... I need to get the actual details down. I can think about what it all means later. So, the children's bargain. I guess adults not telling kids anything about the big bargain, the Arcadia one, that's not a new thing. Holly talked about it in her journal, but I guess they've been like that since forever, or since the town was founded at any rate, and the kids got tired of not knowing, so they set up this bargain. I don't know who actually made it. I asked, but Thomas just, he did the thing where he doesn't not answer, but he doesn't actually answer either, and it didn't seem important right then to push him on it. There were way too many other things I wanted to know about. So, they made this bargain that let them know about stuff they wanted to know about. Actually, the way he said it was, they made an agreement that the kids who were going to be borrowed, who were part of the town's payment, would have access to information being kept intentionally secret from them that they wanted to know when they began to want it. All the kids. Or at least all the Falconer ones. Thomas said, of the blood, but that could mean practically anyone in this town. But anyway, all of them. Including the future ones. Including me which is huge. And it's even bigger than that, because he said later someone else, again, not really sure who, but a falconer and one that got borrowed, so that narrows it down a lot, made a change to the bargain, and now... So, 
Now, any information that the Children's Bergen finds out, creates, communicates, any information that the kids get because of it can't be destroyed. Like, the literal physical thing it's recorded on is just permanent. Which is even more huge, and also might explain why Lyndon stopped keeping his journal. I don't know if he knew about it. Thomas wasn't sure, but he might have, or he might have found out, and that's a really good reason not to put anything down on paper. I mean, think about it. If you're writing something down, or I guess recording something now, and it's something that a kid that's going to be taken would want to know, but you don't want to tell them, that falls under the bargain. So they're going to have a way to find out about it if they want to, and now you can't get rid of it. You've got this, I don't know, indestructible post-it note or something? This is what was going on before, with the recorder turning on. I asked Thomas why it only did it sometimes, but he didn't know that either, or why I've got tapes and not a book or something. He said that it's always been books before, but I have tapes, a bunch of them. I haven't had a chance to listen to them yet, but there has got to be so much on there. There's so much I've wanted to know. God, this is fantastic. The records, I guess I can call them, show up in the same places. Thomas said there are, like, designated hiding places or whatever where they go. The compartment behind the plaque where I found Holly's journal is one. I mean, obviously. The place where Lyndon's journal was another. He implied there were more, but that he doesn't know where they are, which could mean anything, I guess. This is incredible and makes everything so much easier. I have to listen to the tapes and finish reading Holly's journal. It's way easier now that I know it's part of a bargain, not me, like, spying on her. I wonder if this applies to my tapes, too. The whole can't-destroy-them thing? I mean, I'm the one that's going to be borrowed, so this bargain is directly focused on me, which basically means it's doing stuff for my benefit, I think. But I don't know if that means my records are permanent. I mean, I know the stuff that's on them, so it seems like they shouldn't be, right? Except I don't always know what's on them because of the eclipse seal or whatever. So they need to stick around. I should test this, or something. The other thing is... Okay, so I'm starting to kind of figure out this whole say precisely what you mean in precise language thing, or at least be kind of aware of it. And it was... The way he said it was really... Like, he was trying to be sure he got it right. It was like, we get the information we want after we start to want it, or once we started to want it. And see, that seems... I mean, I know this is more Leah's thing, but I do listen to her, and I feel like there's a whole lot of ways that can be taken, maybe? I'm going to ask her what she thinks. God, there is so much I need to talk to Leah about. And Elliot. I should call Elliot. Does he know about Thomas? I mean, not like him specifically, or whatever, but that people like him exist? Thinking about it, does he know that Cyrus? It seemed like he knew something when we talked about Cyrus, but... Okay, I am all over the place, but it's great to finally have a way to get some really clear answers. So, first thing, listen to the tapes, see what I've missed. Then call Elliot. Or Leah. Whichever. Tuesday, June 9th, 2009. Okay, so I haven't been able to listen to any of the tapes yet, which is killing me, but I did go through them all. They're all the same. Like, Literally all the same. Not just the same type of tape or whatever, but identical. They're the same kind of tape I use, so maybe they're like a copy of one of them. I kind of don't want to think too hard about the tapes themselves. I mean, I do, but also every time I really stop and consider what's going on, it's weird. Unsettling is what I mean, I guess. Did they just manifest out of thin air? Did someone... 
thing make them? And once I start thinking about that, is someone listening to literally everything to be able to make records of the stuff I want to hear? And what about that? How do they, or the magic, or whatever, know what I want or should want to know about? Are they in my head? Do they know what I'm thinking about? I mean, they can't, right? Because they haven't known stuff. At least, I think they have not known stuff. So I'm kind of just not thinking too hard about the whole thing, because that ends up bringing up more questions than I actually have answers to. Yet. Maybe some of them are on the tapes. There are ten tapes. None of them have labels or anything. They may have been in some kind of order originally, but if they were, I won't know. And Thomas just kind of threw them in the drawer when he moved them. Not that I mind. I mean, I do, sort of, because it would have been good to know what came when or whatever, but it's still better than Holly having them or something. Ten tapes is actually a lot. That's like 900 minutes, which is um, more than ten hours? I think that's more than I've recorded. Anyway, the plan is to listen to them after school. I was going to see if Leah wanted to come over and listen to them with me, but since I don't know anything about what could be on them, I decided it was probably a better idea to do it alone. At least at first. Still, I want to try to catch her at lunch so I can see what she thinks about Thomas. I know she's going to want to meet him. I have no idea how that's going to go. I also sort of want to tell her the stuff about Will, how he's making everyone like him. I feel like she probably deserves to know, but maybe I should talk to him first, just to see what he has to say. Maybe there's something else going on Cameron doesn't know about. He doesn't like Will anyway, so I want to, I don't know, give him a chance to explain. I really hope he can explain. Tuesday, June 9th, 2009. Waiting for Leah to get out of class. What is it this time? What? You've got that look. What look? That one where you've been thinking about something and you think you know what's going on, but you've probably made a bunch of assumptions that are completely wrong and you're going to tell me all about it like it makes total sense and then I'm going to have to do more research. I mean, if you don't want to hear about what happened, because I'm probably wrong. Oh, of course I want to hear! I have a cousin. He's Lyndon's kid. His name is Thomas. He's half them and he's staying in my attic. What? Yeah, that's about what I said, but it's true. I guess before he died, Lyndon had a- Whoa, wasn't he like 16 when he died? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, he was the third proof. The one they said they'd give me to show they had good intentions or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. I was supposed to go into the Timberland on what turned out to be the full moon and wait for whatever it was, so I did, and then he just comes walking out of the trees- Wait, the full moon was on Sunday! Why do you know that? We live in a town where important stuff happens on a lunar cycle. I keep track of it. Oh. But, yeah, this happened on Sunday, and I- But you knew about this on Monday, and you didn't tell me? I didn't know what to say. Oh, really? I- Look, it was all really weird. It's still really weird, but at least now I know it's actually real and not 
I don't know, an illusion or something? Glamour. What? It's called a glamour. Basically just another word for illusion, but when one of them does it. Huh. Cool. So, you know, what's he like? He's... I have said weird so many times recently, it's completely stopped sounding like a word, but I really don't know what else to say. He's weird. Weird how? I mean, how is he not? Hey. Hey. Hello. Where were you at lunch yesterday? I have the history notes you wanted. Here. Sorry, Alyssa took me to lunch with her off campus. Thanks. Hmm. You and Alyssa, hmm? She's cute, and we have a lot of classes together. She asked me to go to prom with her. She did? So, are you going? I thought she refused to be seen with you because of your family. Nico! It's just kind of weird that she won't even talk to him and then they're going to prom together. I didn't say I was going with her. Well, are you? I mean, I'm not opposed to the idea. Are you sure that's a good idea? I mean, maybe she just asked because she felt like Nico, she- Nico, what the hell? Yeah, what are you trying to say, dude? It just seems out of the blue is all. People aren't allowed to change their mind about me? They've got to just keep treating me like shit forever because their families got here first? I didn't say that. Sure sounded like you were trying to. Well, I didn't. Uh, guys. So what did you mean? I didn't think you really liked her either. Maybe I've seen a new side of her. Yeah, sure. Hey, guys, this is- You should be careful, Nico. You're getting really comfortable being an untouchable falconer. Well, guys, both of you, just relax. At least I don't have to force people to like me. Fuck you, man. What? Hey, this this isn't just... Oh, can you... I have to go. I can't sit here and act like I'm okay with all of this. What? Nico, what is going on? Yeah, you're only okay if your family are the ones making people do shit for them. Whatever. I cannot believe him. She asked him out? There is no way she did that because she actually wants to. God, I don't know him at all. This really isn't okay. Someone needs to do something. Smash Cut, Black Screen, Over Black, Roll Credits. Nico McCleary is played by M. German. Thomas McCleary is played by Kale Brown. Leah Webster is played by Kaylin. Will Sudsworth is played by Thomas Fleming. Arcadia, California is a production of Law of Names Media. It is written and directed by Lee Seguente and edited by Eric Seguente. More information about the show and its cast can be found in the episode notes or at arcadiacalifornia.lawofnames.com. Fade out.